Welcome to the Defender Bible Study, a weekly encouragement to equip the body of Christ through the study of Scripture and prayer to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children around the world. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, where we believe that defending the fatherless begins by being rooted in God's Word. Good morning. It's Monday, February 3rd, 2020, and this is Blake Wilson, Lifeline's Vice President of Operations. And today we're going to continue our study in the book of 1 John. And we're going to be wrapping the book of 1 John up today in chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, um, you can go ahead and get those ready. Um, 1 John chapter 5, we're going to be looking at verses 6 through the end of the chapter. But I think it's important for us to look at um, 1 John and really remember why this was, was written in the first place. And really looking at the life of John as he was an eyewitness to the ministry of Christ, has walked with Christ, physically seen Christ, the miracles that were performed, um, and was likely the last disciple um, living at, at this time. So he had been on a journey. He was older in life and really was writing this letter to believers just to encourage them, to reassure them in their faith, and to, and, and to encourage them to not fall victim to false teachings that were were so prevalent during this season. So as an as an older man and as a disciple of Christ, he wanted to just uh, wrap around them to encourage them and just to keep them grounded in what the Lord um, had called them to do. You know, and he wrote this book with such authority to this new generation of believers, um, just to have that assurance and confidence in God and to remain sure in their faith. And I think that as we read this, you're going to see. John's simplistic way of writing and just encouragement um, so that these believers will stay grounded in truth because John knows ultimately his life is is coming toward an end and his just deep desire for the gospel to go forward uh, to all nations. So he's he is encouraging believers in this letter of 1 John. So let's pick up in verse number 6 and it says, This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We expect human testimony, but God's testimony is greater, because it is a testimony of God, which He has given about His Son, you know, John was checking in on these new believers and just making sure that they were okay, reminding them of who Jesus was. You know, we're going to accept human testimony, but God gave his testimony as well. Let's not forget, this is Jesus Christ. And, you know, I, I, my mind goes to my own children. And, you know, those milestone moments in life when you drop them off at kindergarten for the first time or or a new, um, maybe it's a new extracurricular activity, maybe it's dance, it's football, whatever it may be, and just, you know, kind of that moment when you pull away and you have a check in your spirit to, and start questioning, you know, have I done everything I can to prepare them? You know, you're, you're entrusting them in the hands of somebody else, and you know that you're not going to be right there with them, you know, to, to dust their shoulders off or to, to band-aid their scraped knee or, you know, to, to hug when they are anxious or have tears. Um, you know, just I, I picture John in that moment almost as a fatherly figure of just saying, come on, guys, stay stay strong. 
you know, don't give up and remember what you've been taught from the very beginning. You know, there were so many false teachers happening or false testimonies and, and teachings happening during this season about who Jesus was. You know, some were saying that Jesus, he was he was the Christ and he was the Messiah, but only for a small period of time. You know, the 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 spirit descended upon him when he was baptized, but then then shortly after left him before he was actually crucified. And just, you know, John is is coaching them through this to say, you know, if he if he died um, with without the spirit, then his death was in was in vain. He was just a man. So just challenging these new believers to say, guys, don't forget the nuts and bolts of your faith. Remember what I've instructed you. Remember the life of Christ. I saw this. I was an eyewitness, guys. Let's not lose focus on what the Lord has called us to do. And he even continues in verse number 10. He says, whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed in the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. I love this. God has given us eternal life, and his life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. It is very, very simplistic. And you see this over and over again in the writings of John, that God has given us eternal life, and his life is in his Son. Hope and salvation is found in Jesus. And he just brings him back to the nuts and bolts of faith. Don't forget. Do not be distracted. Do not be deceived by these false teachings. Life is in Jesus. He reminds them over and over again in a very simplistic way. You know, we even we even see this again in um, John chapter 3 in the life of, of Nicodemus as, you know, Nicodemus approached um, Jesus in the middle of the night. John, in his gospel, recounts this and talks through what that conversation was between Nicodemus and, and Jesus um, and how Jesus even talks to him about the water and talks to him about the Spirit and the importance of those um, and those who follow him. But, you know, I think it's neat that you see the um, correlation between this writing of John in the Gospel of John and in First John of the Spirit and the water and the consistency in the message and saying that the hope is coming through Jesus and and Jesus alone. Um, and, and I think the other facet of this is just, just how John is able to um, write about who Nicodemus was and even little snippets through the latter parts of his gospel in John 7 and John 19 when he kind of recounts just one simple verse about Nicodemus and the life of Nicodemus to where you see this journey of a man who was, you know, um, a Pharisee, an educated man, um, was on the chief council, wasn't the Sanhedrin, like looking at this guy's resume and knowledge of everything that he knew, but yet how um, kind of underneath it all, Nicodemus knew there was more. He knew that just the knowledge of the Old Testament and all the studying was not giving him the fulfillment that he needed. He needed something different. And you can see the life of Nicodemus kind of change. As even as Jesus was standing trial um, in John chapter 7, um, before Pilate, you can see uh, Nicodemus be the one to raise his hand and say, Guys, who, who, who are we to not even listen to this man? We're trying to, we're trying to persecute Jesus, but, but what is our law that we shouldn't even give him a chance to speak? 
So you can see Nicodemus even putting his neck out on the line almost as a kind of an underground Christian um, in the season of, of Jesus's um, trial. And then I love the last last snippet of you see of Nicodemus's life of of just as he is um, joining with Joseph of Arimathea um, and, and taking his body, Jesus's body off the cross and into the tomb in John 19. And how they were both, both Joseph um, and Nicodemus were were um, were well respected men um, with with very fancy titles, but ultimately knew that the true satisfaction and hope was through Jesus and realizing who Jesus was in that moment after his you know after his death um, and just that feeling of of hopelessness um, and, and really kind of wishing they could have done done more or been more upfront about their their faith in Christ you know I just think John does a great way of uh, has a great way of writing through this and we see it in in the gospel and in in first second and third John of of his way of just reminding that you know, Jesus was serving um, and, and giving his life for all. You know, you, you see the, the woman at the well. You see the poor beggars. You see, you know, you see people like Nicodemus who were even coming to him at night um, wanting, wanting to learn more, who were, who were wealthy and knowledgeable. Just the fact that Jesus didn't care who you were. Um, he wanted to share, um, share his, his truth and share the hope um, of the gospel with any and everyone he interacted with. So so John is reminding us in this passage again that salvation is found through Christ and in Christ alone. And we see that over and over again. Um, it, th this book kind of begins to, to wind down there in 13, 14, and 15. It says, I write these things that when you believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. You know, when we, when we uh, surrender our hearts to Christ and when we give to Christ, um, our, our hearts begin to, sh to shift. You know, John says we ask according to his will. You know, when we are, when we are um, followers of Christ, our, our prayers begin to shift you know our heart longs for the things of God so we begin to pray for those things that please God and and we're reminded here John is reminding the believers here that pray with pray with confidence know that that he is hearing you don't don't give up on seeking the Lord continue to talk to him continue to pray and have confidence that he hears us that he um, that he knows who we are, and that is that he is listening to our prayers. So as John rounds out um, this chapter, we see in verse 20, again, he points back to Christ and he says, We know also that the Son of God has come and given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Over and over again, we see, it is Jesus. It is Jesus. He is the true God. He is the true God. And he um, is the giver of eternal life. So to not get distracted, don't get distracted. And I, I feel like, you know, again, John is the father here encouraging these, these, this new generation of believers. Don't give up. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get lost. 
Stay focused. You can do it. And last, and I love how he slides in 21. Dear children, give or keep yourself from idols. Dear children, keep yourself from idols. He knows uh, how easily we could get distracted. He knows how easily we can get sidetracked. He knows that uh, it doesn't take a whole lot to get us confused and to get us um, get us away from from who Jesus has called us to be. So he again reminds, don't don't fall short. Keep yourself from those idols and don't get sidetracked. So we see over and over again, John just encouraging these believers, and I hope you guys have been encouraged from this um, study of First John as much as as I have. Today, we're going to wrap up our time um, praying for the country of China. Just the Lord has given us tremendous opportunity in the country of China. And if you guys are watching the news now, you're seeing seeing it over and over again with the coronavirus outbreak. So let's just um, definitely keep that in mind. We definitely are, are trying to encourage those families who are being impacted by this coronavirus outbreak in China and just trying to um, navigate this because um, you know much of this is out of our our control. So just trying to really help um, support the families in that process, as as well as just learn more of what's happening in the specific regions of the country of China. You know we're grateful to see that as a as a as a growing program, and we're just grateful. Even in 2019, we had over 80 or we had 80 families that were matched with children in just one year. So it's a phenomenal program. Um, tremendous opportunities that we have in the country of China, um, and, and we just are grateful for that continued work. So as we close out today, I just want to spend some time praying for this country, praying for continued opportunities uh, as well. So let's pray. God, we are grateful for um, the opportunity to serve you. And as we have read um, in the book of First John and reminded of how easily we get sidetracked, how easily we get um, off track, and how often the world is competing for our time and for our talents and for our resources just to get a grip on, on who, who we are. And Lord, I just pray that we use this week as a, um, Lord, just as a time to refocus and to not get distracted in the things of this world. Lord, may we devote our time to you. And Lord, may you continue to bless the ministry of Lifeline. God, and today we pray for the country of China and the work that you have given us the chance to do. Lord, we just pray that those hearts in the country there will soften to, to receive the gospel. Um, Lord, we just, we just pray that even during a time of trial with this coronavirus outbreak, that the hearts of people will be softened um, to, to hear the hope of Christ. You know, in a time of suffering, may, they, may their hearts be open to hearing about the hope of who you are, God, and even those government officials who are trying to navigate this on the ground with the with the people who are asking questions to the people who are living in fear, God, may those government officials begin to search and find the hope of Christ. Lord, we just pray for continued opportunity there with our orphanages um, and, and the different partnerships that we have, God. Continue to give us leverage to further your kingdom there in this country. Lord, we pray specifically for children that are going to be aging out um, at the age of 14. God, just such young kids to be independent. Lord, we we just pray for um, continued knowledge um, and, and, Lord, just guidance on how to serve them well in that country. 
God, we just pray that um, we will see families here in the United States rise up and be more open to, to um, adopting and caring for kids with, um, with more of a severe need or even older children that are potentially aging out, God. Just prepare the hearts of, of families here in our own country to welcome them into their forever families and into their homes. So, Lord, we, um, Lord, we just are grateful for this chance to serve um, in the country of China, and we just pray uh, for continued opportunity to do that in years to come. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Defender Bible Study. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Bible Study to make it easier for more people to find. For more resources and information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, please visit us at lifelinechild.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. We look forward to seeing you again next week for the Defender Bible Study.